Gifts have an ability to reveal something about the recipient of that particular gift. And I see this often, especially around the holidays, when I'm invited to people's homes where they are wrapping gifts or presenting gifts to people. And there's people whom I've never met before, never heard anything about before. They're opening a gift. And just by watching and seeing what type of gift they receive, I can actually learn quite a bit about that particular person. I can come to know about their likes, about their dislikes, their preferences, and sometimes I can even come to know something about a a specific ability or capability or responsibility which they have. Because gifts can, once again, they can reveal something very specific about a person's character or personality. And to prove this, I'm going to do a practical exercise. Some of the gifts I've received. This one came from a family in Pennsylvania this year. It's a Corvette calendar. This gift almost disappeared after the Mass at St. Jude's last night. And several people who had owned Corvettes, and they had their eye on this. But if, if you didn't know anything about me, and you saw that somebody gave me this Corvette calendar for Christmas, you could make the assumption that I either like looking at Corvettes or driving Corvettes, and both would be accurate. This is a wonderful gift, which was given to me by a family at an assignment in Italy. Whenever I went to their house, they would feed me tacos. (laughs) And so for Christmas, the last year I was there with them, they gave me these, taco socks. (laughs) So if I was to wear these taco socks and you saw them, you can make the assumption that I like tacos, which is accurate. This one came to me yesterday from the great state of Texas, Big Red. If you've been to Texas, you know what Big Red is. It's hard to get outside of the state, but this is a, it's probably the best pop ever. It's an acquired taste, but if you saw that somebody gave me this can of Big Red, you can make the assumption, if you know anything about Big Red, you can make the assumption that I've been to Texas or I have an affiliation with Texas, which I do. I've lived in Texas for over a year. This one was made by a 16-year-old girl. She is now a young mother named Katie. This is one of my favorites. She knit this together. This is a clerical collar neck warmer. You can't find these in stores, I promise you that. But she made this for me. And if you were to see me wearing this, and you didn't know anything about me, you would say, well, that's quite unusual. That man is perhaps a priest, because you don't see people just wearing clerical collar neck warmers. 
almost at the end. This was another gift from a, another family in Italy. This is a, a toy Ducati motorcycle. So if you saw that this family gave me this gift of this Ducati motorcycle, you can make the assumption that I like motorcycles and specifically Ducatis, and that would be true. I've actually toured the Ducati factory in Italy. The chalice, the principal chalice, which will be used at Mass this morning, was a gift to me uh, from my family on the occasion of my ordination 15 years ago. It's from Poland. It's a very special chalice. And if you didn't know anything about me and you saw that somebody or a group of people were presenting a chalice to me, you can make the assumption that I'm a priest. And with that, I have specific responsibilities or capabilities when it comes to the sacraments of the church. So if you didn't know anything about me, just by looking at some of these gifts, you could come to know actually quite a bit about me. And this is exactly what's happening today as we celebrate Epiphany. The word epiphany means manifestation, and it's the true nature, the true purpose, the true mission of Jesus Christ, which is being manifested, is being revealed to us today, specifically in the gifts presented to him by those magi. Now, two of these three gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, two of them, they're not really valuable. They don't have much value. In fact, if you were to go to the old city of Jerusalem today, you can buy a, a plastic baggie filled with frankincense or myrrh for just a couple of dollars. The incense we used this morning was actual frankincense. It's not that expensive and, and it's readily available. Gold, of course, is still valuable, but frankincense and myrrh, not so much. But what these gifts represent in being given to the Christ child, these are priceless. They tell us, they manifest, they reveal to us who this baby is, what his purpose is, and what he's capable of doing. Gold is presented to this child. Gold was affiliated with, with royalty and with kingships back then as it is now. So gold is being presented to this child because this child is king, the king of heaven, the king of earth, the king of kings, the lord of lords. <coughs> Frankincense, which has been used for centuries before even Christianity began, centuries before, in, in, the, in the Jewish faith, in, in the Greek religions, in the pagan Roman religions, it was used to offer worship to God, whether it be the true, one true God or false gods. Incense has been used for thousands of years in worship of God. And so, when the Magi present the gift of frankincense to this child, they're saying, this child is God. And in the gift of myrrh, which was commonly used, not as much anymore, although in certain parts of the world it still is, it was used to prepare bodies for burial. So in the Magi presenting the gift of myrrh to this child, they're saying, they're telling the world, that this child is truly man and will one day suffer and die. So these gifts reveal the purpose, the nature, the character, the, the mission of this child. And on Epiphany, I like to ask the question of the congregations, 
what gift would you present to this baby Jesus in the manger? If you're at home, you're sitting in your favorite chair, you're looking outside through the window, and you saw this caravan of camels passing by, which probably isn't going to happen here in Ponderay County, but just use your imagination. You see this caravan of, of people and camels passing by your front door. And you go outside, because this is unusual, and you say, what are you doing? And they say, well, we are on our way to see the newborn king. And they say, would you like to come? And you say, yes. So you're going to join this caravan, because when the three magi went to see the baby Jesus, uh, they didn't travel by themselves. They had many camels, animals to carry the tents, the, the supplies, the clothing, the food, and so forth. And many servants, maybe over 100 servants, to attend to their needs. But they have room. They've invited you along. And you've accepted the invitation. But right before they're going to depart your house, they say, wait. Did you remember the gift So you have to go back inside your house to get a gift. What will you bring out? Will you bring out one of those form letters which you send to all of your relatives for Christmas? Maybe some pictures. Will you say, hey, let's stop on the way, on the store on, on the way so I can get a gift card? You're going to order something on Amazon or uh, some other retailer online and have it shipped uh, same day or overnight? What? gift will you present to that child? And remember, whatever you present to that child represents to you and to everybody else who that child is, what that, what that child is capable of doing, what the, what the mission and the purpose and the nature of that child is. So what gift will you bring to the child? But to answer that question, we have to ask another question. Who is this child for us? And some people view the child Jesus in very different ways. Some people see the child Jesus as some type of prayer vending machine where you put your prayer in, like you're going to put coins in a vending machine, you push the button, you expect something to come out, whatever you want, you expect it to come out immediately. And a lot of people see God as a vending machine. Others will see God as some type of dessert option or menu after they filled up with something else. Well, I have a little bit of room. I'll, I'll get a little, I'll have a little Jesus now, a little dessert. Some people will see Jesus as some type of house servant uh, to go around picking up the, the pieces of the mess that they've made. So who is this child for us? If you're having difficulty thinking about what gift you will bring, I think we can take cues from a particular song called Little Drummer Boy. Don't worry, I never sing this. Never sing it. But I think that the words are theologically rich and very important. Come, they told me, a newborn king to see. Our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king. 
This is a reminder to us that God deserves our very best, not the leftovers, not the parts and pieces. He desires every aspect of our life. The song goes on, I'm a poor boy too. Well, all of us are poor. All of us are poor in spirit. If you think about, God has given us everything. Every breath we take is a gift. Every possession we have, every moment of the day, it's a gift to us. So we truly are poor without God. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give the king. It's important for us to remember that there's nothing that we could buy in a store or order on any online store that is good enough for God because God is perfect and any gift that we could possibly buy is not going to be perfect. Shall I play for you on my drum? I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. This is it. This is the answer right here. We give the gift which God has given to us. He's given us his best in the child Jesus. He's given the gift of his self to us, and we return the best to him in that gift of self. If you remember some of those gift suggestions I mentioned on the fourth Sunday of Advent, those gifts which you cannot manufacture in some factory or buy in any store, but they're priceless because they're gifts of self. That is the gift which God gives to us at Christmas. God the Father giving God the Son to us. God not only creates human beings in his own image and likeness, but redeems human beings in his own image and likeness in the person of Jesus Christ. And so God gives to the human person a dignity, a value, a worth beyond anything else in creation even and especially pets. The human person is supreme. So that's our gift back to God. It's our gift to our brothers and sisters. We give the gift of self. Treating our family, our neighbors, strangers with great love, being honest in our relationships, forgiving as God has forgiven us, and giving every human person the dignity which they deserve because they're created and redeemed in the image and likeness of God. God gave us the perfect gift of self. This is the gift which we return to the Christ child. I do have one more gift to show you. This one I received this year. This is one of my favorites. This is obviously made by somebody, and if it's not apparent, you just look on the back and it says, made with love, and then by the person who made it for me. This one is very special. Because, you know, I can look at this gift and I can see that they did not buy it in a store. I can see that they put this together with their own hands. And in that, I can see the gift of their very self in it. And so this one is very special. And if you are a parent or a grandparent, you know, you know the feeling. Those gifts which were made by your 
your child or your grandchild in, in kindergarten or first grade or second grade, those are the ones you keep. Those are the ones you cherish because they're the gift of self to you. So will we give this baby Jesus the gift of gold? Will we acknowledge him as king? And if so, we're going to give him more than 57 minutes a week. Do we acknowledge him as God and give him frankincense? If so, we will be reverent in the ways we speak and act and dress. Because we're created and redeemed in his own image and likeness. And do we give him the gift of myrrh? Do we recognize the humanity of Jesus Christ? And do we see in the humanity of our Lord our own humanity, as John Paul says in one of his writings? Do we find our hope, our peace, and the joy of our, of our humanity in the humanity of Christ, who would die, but then be raised from the dead and ascended into heaven? What gift will you bring to this baby in Bethlehem. The camels are outside your house waiting to depart. What gift will you bring? Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.